Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast, where you chat about parenting from the lens of a dad. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined by Andrew Saunders and Ben Brown. On this week's episode, we're going to be chatting about changing parenting styles from one to multiple kids, something that all of us have done on this uh, we, on this, no, I was going to say on this channel, <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> recently. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll be chatting about uh, kind of graduating up to multiple kids, uh, bonding, uh, with an unborn baby. We're going to be chatting about some, um, holiday or Halloween family, uh, outfits that, uh, that, that you could consider trying, uh, as, as a new dad, as, um, uh, you know, we are around the corner from, uh, Halloween and, and you might want to start, uh, uh, pre-gaming some some fun ideas there. We'll get into some Discord comments, and then we'll finish it out with a five-star review. So uh, we're just going to dive right into it. Changing parenting styles from one to multiple kids. Let's give everyone the quick rundown here, okay? Uh, for those who are new to the podcast, I am a dad uh, to three littles. Uh, ben and Andrew, give us a rundown. How many how many kids you got? How old are they? I've I have two tiny humans. One is eighteen months. The other is five months. There you go. Uh, I've got and two ben. kids. One is three years. One is seven months. I failed to mention the ages of mine. Uh, mine uh, is uh, one, four, and six. <laughs> so uh, there you go. It's an important aspect there. So um, the first thing I want to ask you guys: What was harder for you? Going from zero to one or from one to two? Ben, go. Um, so I think I think zero to one was harder than one to two. Um, so the reason I say that is I think that the drastic shift that you you it's a whole new chapter in your life when you have your first kid, right? It's like you are now responsible for the life, happiness, and survival of another human being and not just yourself. Mm. Um, you feel like you don't know what you're doing. I think the anxiety feels a lot higher um, because mm. everything feels like it carries so much more weight because you've never done it before. Mm -hmm. With the second kid, I explain it as it almost feels business-like especially when they're mm. infants when they're newborns right you still love them you still like it's amazing to experience that but you have already been through it you've kept another human alive for at least several months um you know you've changed the diapers you've been through probably a couple rounds of sickness you kind of know what sickness is to worry about and which ones you know aren't really that big of a deal and it feels like you're, okay, all right, I know when they're going to wake up. I know what their feeding schedule is. I know what it sounds like when they're tired. I know what it sounds like when they're hungry. And there's so much less guesswork with number two than there was with the first one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Andrew, uh, what about you, Ben? So I, I'm going to split the difference here. Um, from a physical change, like life-changing zero to one was difficult right it was mm -hmm. it made things harder and one to two yep there was just another one we had to do all the tasks for um right. so that was hard emotionally however i would say one to two is harder because really? with one child you at least can hand them off to your significant other and take mm -hmm. a break as as an adult right mm -hmm. but once mm -hmm. there are two you're really playing man defense i mean it's it's you each get one and mm -hmm. and i mean when you only had one kid you could go a day without changing a diaper because your spouse just happened to change them all that day oops yeah right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah. it went both ways there were days when i changed all the diapers and she changed none but when uh -huh. you have two nah you're not going a day yeah. without seeing a butt I mean, it's just <laughs> so from that, it, it's a split difference for me because, again, emotionally, yeah, there was a lot of anxiety with the first one. Mm -hmm. And and we've talked about that on this podcast and and even on the Facebook group. I had a diatribe at one point um, and that increased with the second child. But the the ability to take a break 
kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really need it. We need a third adult to take a break. Yeah. And, and yeah. Andrew's now on zone defense. He's not even playing man defense anymore. So I don't know how you handle this. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. So it's, <laughs> two to three is the hardest. Uh, for uh, for at least in my experience, just because like yeah, you're outnumbered now, so now it's zone defense, and you just and the age ranges too. It's just like the needs of a six year old are so different from the needs of a one year old, and it's like man, and we, you're always constantly cycling. But like between zero to one and one and two, I think I'm kind of in the same camp. Zero to one is re- was really hard for me. Um, it was so such a drastic life change and recalibrating your life to not revolve around your time but you know your your child's time that was that was just a really big shock for me like the sleep the physical uh, i'm sorry not the physical the, the the mental toll uh the, the, the of those early months that was really hard um going from 1 to 2 like you said it was just like i don't know you just I you're kind of used to it. Your body's already calibrated for it for life as a kid. Now it's just mm-hmm. plus one, right? So I, it's I'm not saying it's you know easier. Um, in my experience, though, I would say the transition was uh, less formidable than zero to one. Um, but again, these are just our experiences. It's going to depend on your kid, right? It, it, some right. some mm-hmm. kids are just hard. Some are just very colicky. Some have health issues that you know that require a lot more attention. That you know, so it's just gonna. It's it's everyone's gonna have different experiences. But on the whole, that was it was it was definitely you know that that was my experience. Uh, but then going from two to three, though, man, that's crazy. So what's what's funny though uh, is um, my my kids now every month we started this thing where Henry and Colin, our two oldest, would go spend. Uh, uh, they'd have a sleepover at their Mimi and Papa's, their, their grandparents' house, right? Uh, and this just happened this past weekend. Henry and Colin, they went over and they had uh, they had a sleepover. And Katie and I, it feels like a like a one night vacation, but we still have our 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 baby, oh, our with daughter, just one kid. Yeah, with just one kid. Yeah, it's just it's just so funny though because it's like wild. It's with Sienna. It's nothing. It is literally a vacation. Like uh, w- with the two boys gone, we we now have like a full night where it feels like a date night and all that. Granted, it is with a baby. And if I'm talking to Andrew of a few years ago, five years ago, like what, the, handling one baby, no, you can't do anything. It's so damn hard. It's <laughs> no, literally, it's a vacation now when both of our boys are gone. We have the baby. We've got her is situated, and then in the mornings, mm-hmm. you know, it's a normal routine with the baby but it is eternally easy because mm-hmm. the four fights haven't broken out yet one kid's not crying because the other kid took the other kid's toy blah, blah. like not joking by 7 a.m there's already there's already been a fight you know between these two boys because they're just being <laughs> brothers uh and, and when that gets eliminated and you can just focus on just the baby oh my gosh mm-hmm. it is cake it is my- so cake Dude, my wife and I actually had this exact conversation. So uh, my my son does, you know, overnights at his grandma's house all the time. He loves to go to grandma's house and spend the night. Mm-hmm. So over Labor Day weekend, he spent, you know, Sunday and, and most of Monday with her. And my wife and I decided to, you know, we're going to go to, you know, another town over. We're going to walk around, get some coffee, get some lunch, just sort of generally hang out and have kind of a day date. And I remember sitting down at lunch and we looked at each other and we're, we're just sitting there enjoying a lunch, having a conversation, you know, I'm with one hand, I'm feeding my daughter teething crackers and, and, you know, uh, puree pouches and all this. And the other hand, Mm -hmm. I'm eating my lunch and, you know, I'm having a cocktail, I'm having a burger. It's great. And we sort of looked at each other and I was like, I mean, I miss my son. But this is so easy. Like this is such a simple, like she doesn't argue. She just sits in her chair. I don't have to ask her what she wants to eat. I don't have to like really think about anything other than is she messy? Is she hungry? Is she tired? And as long as those three things are taken care of, she's happy. It's it's kind of amazing how quickly you go from paranoid parent to autopilot parent with number two. Right. Cause I mean, again, you guys have like lived my birth experience and my paranoia on this discord channel and Facebook group. And number one, I'm like, okay, I did all the research and I know about all the things. And yeah, that research still applied to number two, but also it's like, yeah, she spit up. I'm not, we're not worried about it. Like, yep. 
Yep. She'll no, she'll eat. Just no, it doesn't have to be warm. Fill it up from the tap, shake the bottle, put it in her mouth. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. my wife insists. She's like, she eats it better if it's warm. I'm like, put tap water in the bottle, shake the formula up, she will eat it, it'll be fine. Right? Like this so on that note, right? So I there is there is a, a commercial uh a diaper company uh loves. Uh, and they, they have like some stat that they say in their marketing. It's like most second time parents choose loves over pampers or whatever. And they showed like this, this commercial of like a mom and it's like baby one and the way her, she, what she was doing with like baby number one. And it said baby number two. And it showed like the, that, that baby from baby one, like older and just running around going crazy and baby two just like fending for himself. And the mom's just like, it's fine. And I was like, <laughs> I never understood that commercial until now. I'm like, I get it. Do I buy loves? No, we buy whatever, something else. But, uh, but like the the vibe of that channel, I totally relate to, uh, and that's what I want to ask mm-hmm. about you guys. Like, ha- how have things changed from like, a, I guess, a worry perspective, oh, an approach perspective? Have you let go of some things? Obviously, you have, Andrew. So like, I, so I kick it off one. to you guys. Go, go, go. <laughs> Let me hear. It. So. I insisted with our first kid, she does not leave the house in pajamas. Overalls, shirt, pants, no onesies. You cannot see her diapers. She will have socks and shoes when she leaves the house from baby up, right? Okay. Uh, My 18-month-old just drove back in nothing but pajamas. I swear to God, she wore footy pajamas in the car multiple hours. That's mm-hmm. how it is sometimes, man. They just, um, yeah. So I had to give that one up. That being said, they do not go out of the house where you can see their diaper. Mm-hmm. However, the whole they have to be in like baby jeans or overalls or like shorts and a shirt or that's gone. Like forget Dude. it, kid. You're clothed. You have a you have pajamas on. Yeah, uh, we have yet to enter a restaurant without shoes on, though. For whatever reason, Andrew's brain goes socks and shoes, or sh- what is it? No shoes, no, no shirt, shoes, no, no service. service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that even yeah. applies to babies in my head. Like I'm like, put your slippers on, and we're going in the restaurant. <laughs> but Dude, it's so I, interesting I, how much that is because because I ran into the same thing. Like our daughter, we went out. To, I was meeting my mom for breakfast one morning, and I I somehow I forgot extra clothes for her. Mm. Like just, I forgot a second outfit. Um, and she had a blowout, of course. I mean, yeah. filled the yeah. seat, filled the diaper, yeah. everything. The clothes were a disaster. Yeah. The only thing I had was an extra t-shirt for her brother. So it's like a two T size t-shirt and she's maybe four months old at this point so she's a tiny little thing Mm -hmm. and i was like you know what we're just gonna make this work so i cleaned out the seat i took all her clothes off of her i slipped her in this gigantic 2t t-shirt with her little bow on her head and i had a big giant like i think it had a big uh like a mummy mickey mouse because it was like a halloween (laughs) t-shirt and i i strapped her in and i rolled her into breakfast and i was just like this is what i had like this is this is all yeah. I had. This is the best I could do. We're gonna eat breakfast and enjoy it. There's nothing I can do about it. I mean, I feel like this is where I mean, we talk about the emergency kit, where you just gotta shrink wrap like a set of clothes and throw it in with the spare tire, yeah, so yeah. that like in each car, and then you forget about it, and that moment happens. You're like, I don't have any. No, the spare tire clothes. Exactly, right? exactly. Hopefully they still they're still the right size though, because these kids right, go floating right. fast. No, it's so true though. You know right. what? I, you're not you swapping them out I, fast enough. I feel like with our daughter, I don't know if it's just because, like, I don't know if we're more chill or something, but I feel like it's easier to dress our daughter than our boys. It would, it's been so all we do. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's easier to dress girls. You just they're like these, like I guess dresses in a way where they just like it's like a little just one piece. Yep. You just put it on her, and she looks That's cute so in like this it, little they're dress. Completely dressed. And they're completely dressed like it's amazing. It's like for boys, you get you got the like the pants and the shirt, and they fight the whole time. I, it's like the dress is so easy, and I'm like, "Yo, girls, get yeah, what, what y'all stressed about? You have to clothes? match <laughs> outfits with girls, okay? That's a problem. I get yelled at for mismatching my pinks. All right, like yeah. that shirt doesn't go with those overalls. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. okay. 
She's uh, she's eighteen months. Like, yep, you're it's right. The same family. It's fine. Well, it's, so I swear to God, this was why I had an overalls plan because everything goes with denim, and they always look cute in overalls. So all I really needed to do was pick the right onesie that matched the blue jeans or whatever the denim was. And See, I was you, doing you, a really good job. What you do is you do either red or green to go Mario or Luigi with the, with the, with the blue overalls. Right. There you go. Right. See, do you know how hard it is to find little girls overalls? All right. They come in two colors, fuchsia pink, light pink or denim. Yeah. Boys overalls, khaki, black, blue <laughs> the the acid wash blue the super dark blue mm-hmm. like and carhartt sells them and like yeah 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 no yeah. it was mm, the, mm. it's funny so do you think it was you got, a thing what, in my life if you were to rate from one to ten how well you dress your kids what would you give yourself because i've seen a lot of memes oh. of moms who are like man dad got the kids dressed look at them they look so stupid well like nope. i feel like i do a good job solid eight Solid eight. If I'm picking out the clothes, solid eight. The bow, the hair, uh, maybe uh, like a five. But yeah, I'm actually good about the bow wise. stuff. Okay, uh, Ben, you? I, I can't. I can't. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give myself like a nine. Like Ooh. I, I do a pretty good job picking out clothes for the kids. I'm adding a clothing channel on the Discord, and you're gonna have to post some photos. <laughs> like we're gonna... yeah, she's adorable all the time. She's also like just super cute, and she has like a million bows. So as long as I get the shades right, it's pretty simple. Um, it's hard. Yeah, it's I mean, she's got like a lot of really, really cute clothes. I feel like I would give myself a seven, but I feel like my wife would give me like a four or a five. I. <laughs> hold on real quick you guys keep chatting i'm gonna get my wife real quick and just see what she would grade me hold on one second hold on, hold on. just see what she says we'll keep talking about him I, while he's not here i for sure have sent my son out looking like a homeless person <laughs> but yeah i i absolutely my daughter she generally gets like you know dressed up looks nice um and unless we run into an emergency where you know again she's in a onesie she hasn't worn and four or five months and it barely fits and barely snaps around her but you know it's just See, it's I'm, all we've got i'm good at like the solid colors the jeans the overalls where i get messed up is when my wife wants to put her in like the floral pattern onesie that's got like mm-hmm. a little bit of green a little bit of yellow and it's like maroon but not yep. bright maroon it's like that right. light bleached maroon yep. and then yep. i'm like okay this onesie fits and she's in it <laughs> What do I do for pants? And then I'm like over in the bin, like searching for this random pair of pants that isn't just jeans that'll fit her. And it's always a disaster. But I can tell you this. Everything goes with rainbow Gerber high tops. You put a daughter in rainbow Gerber high tops with the Velcro ain't ain't a single outfit looks bad. Just throwing that one out there. How are these clips going to do on social media? Bow picking. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, 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 talking about how we dress our kids by the way uh, my wife she's in the shower so she can't yeah. come but she said 3.5 see here's the thing though oh, I feel like oh I do, no no no, wow. no 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 okay, okay. I, gotta, I gotta defend this a little bit maybe my wife can come i mean i feel bit. like that's the Gross. athletic shorts both feet and one leg diaper hanging out <laughs> like, like I, you got I an arm coming out of head hole i mean what are you she doing she grades me Based off of the boys, because like all I wear, if you know me in real life, all I wear is like athleisure stuff. Like I'm always in like, you know, uh, Bill and Legends clothes. Like that's how I. So with the boys, I I'll throw on you know like a light like a Nike shirt with just like some athletic pants, shorts, you know, like all the time. And my wife's like, hell no, no, get them in like proper shorts and then like whatever you know nice shirt from Target. Uh, so and I'll do that sometimes, but like if I had my choice, they'd be a little bit more relaxed Same. and athletic, and my wife would be mad. So yeah. I, I feel like when if we're talking about kids' clothes and we've switched topics entirely now, yeah, we they have, have to fit it. the same rule as adult clothes, right? If and this is where the whole people of Walmart thing shows up, but in Andrew's head, if you wouldn't wear it to a restaurant for dinner you probably shouldn't wear it out of the house. 
And then we get into this whole <laughs> athleisure fight about leggings and and Under Armour shirts and things like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That stuff in my head is made for the gym. It's made for a specific purpose. It's it's not made for you to go eat hot wings. Like that that is not you don't need an Under Armour shirt it, it to, to wick away the sweat the as you eat blazing wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. As the thing, it depends on the restaurant. If it's a sit down restaurant, <laughs> sure, like yeah, but all, we don't go to sit down sit down restaurants. We go to fast cash. We're talking like Chipotle is nothing. So like we're oh, going if you're ta- in and if you're out. Taking the kids, absolutely. Yeah. See, like. I, I hear you, but my daughter sat next to me while I ate a prime rib the other night and daintily ate her tater tots and chicken nuggets right next to me. And we had a nice dinner out and she was in overalls. No, we. Yeah, no, she was in jeans and a T-shirt because she got ranch all down her front. She had to get changed. And that's when she got into pajamas. But I mean, I I just I. mm. I don't know. This. this is funny. Well, it's no, but it's it's what you do as a parent, right? I mean, yeah, it's until true. It's true. Until I had kids, I didn't leave the house in an undershirt. Even if I just had to take the trash to from the garbage bin to the garbage, like, and I was just walking across the front yard. Nope, I put on a t-shirt. I put on a hoodie. I put on a jacket. I zipped it up. Yeah, I never went outside in sweatpants. My neighbors are lucky like, if I'm wearing pants when I take the trash out. See? And I, it's just a completely different mindset. Out, I'm barefoot. No, I, I, I'm telling you, my, my like standard uniform is pretty much like a built t-shirt, legend shorts, like almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Like That's just how it is. And if I'm taking the trash out, it's that barefoot. <laughs> so. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's my wife will look at me like I'm crazy because I'm lacing up my boots to go take out the trash. She's like, it's 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 not that far. Yo, and I, it I, usually it usually turns around to dear, you open the door and put it on the porch. You don't even walk the five extra steps. So you're judging me for putting the boots on? Yeah, have like, you seen those memes where it's like your mom's like, yo, come get help me uh, unload the groceries. So you go out there and you just and you don't have your shoes, so you just jam your feet into whatever's closest, yeah, and it's like your mom's sandals. And then just, just, just yeah, all right, because it's quick. Yep. You're going in and out. Yep. And you just, you know, you're tiptoeing in your mom's sandals, all your foot all cramped in there. But hey, I just got to get a couple groceries in and out. I yeah. just got to take these gallons of milk into the house. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm of the I'm of the idea that like if it's not if it's as long as it's not like broad daylight outside. I will 100% take the garbage out and just like boxers and a t-shirt. Yeah. No shoes. I have no, I don't care because here's the thing. I pay for my house. You don't pay for it. I'm not violating any HOA guidelines. Like I'm still, I'm still clothed. So the most convenient (laughs) thing for me to do is walk the 20 feet from my front porch to my garbage cans and walk the 20 feet back. If that offends you, then I'm sorry. I'm not worried you about the offense, right? I I could care less what my neighbors think. It's more the if I get locked out of my house, do I really want to stand in my front yard for 30 minutes waiting for somebody to show up in my boxers <laughs> and my t-shirt? Like, yeah. So it's it's a like yeah. underwear in front of the classroom mm-hmm. nightmare scenario. Yeah, it you. really is. It really is. I mean, <laughs> again, also. You never know when cops is going to be filmed in your neighborhood and you don't want to be the guy that's standing outside with the trash can as they roll like, right? There's just all those moments where where you're going to be the person at Walmart and I do my best to make sure that I am never on the list of the people at Walmart, even if it's in my own yard. God forbid the Google Maps car drives around your neighborhood around that exact moment. They're locked in forever. Google Maps. Locked in forever. Ben in his boxers and t-shirt taking some dirty diapers. You guys guys see this as a problem. I see nothing but opportunity. (laughs) That's a win. Legendary status. Uh, Sometime you're going to end up on one of those weird internet sites that just finds all the weird stuff in Google Maps. And those you're going to be that so guy. Fascinating. And I, it's going to be my claim to fame. Those are fascinating. I, if, I, yeah, I, I can't do it. Oh, um, I mean, it. I think that comes down to more of. I, I was having an interesting conversation with one of my friends the other day, and she was saying that when she grew up, she didn't understand how to dress for certain situations mm-hmm. because she didn't grow up navigating those situations throughout her life. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, but she was saying, but you, you did like, you can probably tell me 
what the difference between business casual and casual and formal attire and black tie are. And you can look at an outfit and go, yeah, you can wear that to a black tie event or no, you can't wear that to a black tie event. I have to look it up. And I had to teach myself those tips and tricks and the manners and like how to, yeah, the etiquette of being a socially diverse person where you have to navigate social hierarchies, right? Oh, uh, keep going, I, I didn't going. have to learn any of that. It was part of how I was raised. And I'm yeah, very yeah. privileged in that sense that I was able to experience multiple subsets. But again, it's it's almost second nature to me. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from, right? Like, you don't go outside in your underwear. <laughs> you just you don't do it. Like ben, that's you are you that's, are it's an etiquette rule and follow the rules. Hey, all I'm saying is that when my kid was potty training, you were lucky if he was ever wearing clothes when he ran outside. <laughs> Bro, like, literally. It just <laughs> like it just is what it is. Okay, like, on on that note though, the thing that you mentioned, uh, Andrew, uh so one thing that has bothered me because I I don't know, I grew up in, a, in like a military family and then like when like growing up and I was in the ROTC and stuff like that. And there's just like these basic things of like dress and like your gig line. It's just weird. But mm-hmm. like, uh, and, and, but like, you know, the, you know, the, the utensils, what's the salad fork, like all the basic things that I feel like maybe kind of getting lost in newer generations. Of like, I don't know, like for our, well, uh, our, mm-hmm. our wedding, like they're we not register- basic. That's uh, what we have. That's what you and I have to realize is people don't know the difference between a salad fork and a dinner fork. That's not basic knowledge. I think, you know, we when we registered, you know, we registered for like China and, and, and the fancy plateware and all that stuff, stuff that we only use on like Thanksgiving. But I feel like that's like not a thing to register for like that kind of level of, you know, and I was like, no, everyone can just eat on like Target plastic plates forever. It's fine. Uh, but like the one thing that does bug me, though, is the way people cut. And I don't, I'm not trying to offend anyone if you cut like this or whatever. But the way to properly hold a fork and knife. Right. Oh, you know, yeah. the if you're a right handed person, that fork needs to go into that left hand. And then you have this approach where you, you know, where you cut. Like if you're watching on YouTube, it's a much visual experience, but like your index fingers are basically helping guide your utensils down and you're cutting. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to teach my kids this right now, specifically Henry. Hey, let's work on the knife skills, right? Because I don't want him doing this thing where you fist the fork into a steak and then you cut and then you switch hands and then you go. I've seen this and it's so offensive to me. And I'm like, okay, guys, the trident (laughs) stab with the steak. Yeah. Got it. And and it's. And it's not like a like a delicate. It's like the full like fisting a fork. I'm like, you're not even gonna do this to it. Like, no, they do this and then they cut and then they switch the hand. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, no, it's yeah. gotta be like like. And I'm trying to teach my kids like the basic like you know uh, fork utensil etiquette. Right, I'm like in it right now because I, I want them to be. I don't know. I, I does this make me sound like super no, like like it, a freaking no, elitist no, makes rude? Sense. I don't know. No, no, no. no. I, these are no, things I just want to pass on to my sense. kids because that 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 that's like a basic etiquette thing that like you should know how to properly cut a steak without looking like a brute. You know what I mean? So I and mm-hmm. I apologize. I'm not trying to offend you guys, right? But there there is a right way. Like up on YouTube, there is a right way to use your fork and knife properly. I'm just saying. Right. Um. All right. <laughs> Uh, what were we supposed to talk about on this podcast? Uh, we uh, were discussing changing, changing, changing parenting parenting styles style. from one to oh multiples, and we gosh. got off on a tangent. We, we went off. We took a hard left. It's fine. It's fine. I feel like I think, we, did, we did do a good job at chatting about it on the early half of it, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the tangent we went off on is what is the etiquette of – or what what pieces of social etiquette are we going to teach our children – and which ones are important or not, right? Obviously, for me, how you present yourself in terms of clothing and physical appearance out in public is important, right? Mm-hmm. Andrew just went on a tirade about how to cut steak, and <laughs> I agree with you that you should know how to properly use a knife and fork. 100%. Um, and and what's, what's, what's amazing to me about that whole thing is if you know how to do that technique properly, you can cut almost anything with a butter knife. Mm-hmm. You don't need a sharp knife. You don't need a serrated knife. If you have never been taught how to cut a piece of meat that way, it can be very difficult. It can be almost impossible. Like I understand why people are in this caveman ripping scenario, but uh Oh, I mean, it, 
but I think I think those etiquette pieces are semi important. And which pieces do you want to focus on when you raise your kid? Right. Obviously, clothing in public isn't as important to Ben. Uh, maybe gargling soda well, at the table, or are you a blow bubbles in your soda kid? No, no, not at all. <laughs> See, we found one. All right, Ben is anti bubbles in the soda at no, the dinner no table. No bubbles in the soda. No, how to have good night skills, knife skills. I mean, you, you'll be lucky if I don't teach my kid about mise en place when he learns how to cook. Oh, like, so I, I, I do know I, I am not it. I'm not an uncultured swine. I just happen to think that for convenience' sake. If I walk outside in my underwear <laughs> and it bothers somebody, I'm okay with that. No, if, if the I other know stuff, one thing, though, I do. Ben, I get, ben is a for foodie. Sure. Ben is a foodie, and his kids are going to be raised with with with, with a good. They're going to eat all bed. the good stuff. Oh, I, I, I know that like for a fact. This is one of those we need to have like a meetup challenge thing. Like we need to get all the like five year olds together a couple of years from now and be like, okay, we're going to go through these dishes and we're going to see which kids like. Mm-mm. Nope, I'm not eating. I, I I'm not eating pig jowls and pork feet. Yeah, I want to do that on YouTube. I, I think that'd actually be a fun thing for us to to do on this podcast. I'll send both of you guys like random things that I grew up eating, like shrimp chips or what. I don't know what. It's just like, what oh, are your yeah. thoughts on that? You know, Andrew. I don't know. You know, if there's some things that are like native to Utah. Uh, you know, fry sauce. Well, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not from say, here originally, but I got a couple good ones. Oh, yeah, whatever you grew up with. Share it with us. You know, Ben's talked about a chip that I still haven't had. It's all, all spiced, all seasoned, all dressed, all all dressing, all dressed dressed chips. I still, I've heard of this. Apparently Canadians love it. I've never heard of this. I think that'd be fun. I think that'd be a fun idea. I actually looked them up from your podcast and then I never ordered them. Ah, well, I I I need to get on that. I actually did see it at world market once and I just didn't buy it. I'm I'm sure you did. But um, anyway, uh, let's let's shift gears to the dad to be. Um, oh. Let's chat about uh, bonding with an unborn baby. Now, I'll be I'll be honest with you guys. I feel like I'm like so far removed from this phase. I mean, we did have our daughter, uh, you know, a, a little over a year ago. But at that stage, I like wasn't worried about bonding with her before she was ready. I was just still worried about my two boys so i'm like when it comes to like establishing a bond early on you know because mom already has you know she 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 feels it every day she can feel the baby because you you know what are what are we doing you know um and i think we do get to get into this in the course like we've got like a larger list of like things that you can be doing if you want to stay helpful and, and relevant there uh but I guess I'll kick it over to you guys. I mean, were, did you guys do anything in particular to really try to like start a bond or start kind of getting like a heads up on like dad life before it happened? Mm-hmm. So the thing that came up for me with this was I felt like it was really important with baby one to try and bond with my in utero child, right? Like mm-hmm. I bought the baby headphones. I made my wife put them on her belly and I had control of the playlist, right? Like I mm-hmm. was baby's going to listen to the, And she would like, I'd play rock music and the kid would just start kicking. And she's like, stop, just uh, <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Right. Yeah. Um, and so all of, there were multiple things that I did in attempt to bond with my own word, baby. I did none of them with baby too. Zero. So not a, like yeah, I know. those headphones stayed in a drawer. I didn't lay on my wife's stomach and talk to the baby. Like I was like, mm, it'll come out. I'll bond with it. Then it'll be yeah. fine. Like, and half of me feels guilty about it. And the other half of me is like, I don't know how much of that original stuff was effective. Yeah. I don't know. Either. Because frankly, both of my daughters came out, they came into my arms. They look, they, they did the, okay, I'm comfortable here. And they mm-hmm. fell asleep. Like I didn't have the screaming kid in my arms, stranger danger moment with my daughters in the hospital. Right. They were both just happy that someone was holding them tightly in their little snuggle and talking to them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And maybe that's enough. Again, I don't know, but I do feel guilty that I didn't do any of them. Like it's, it's bad. We got a heartbeat sound stuffed animal of our first kid. Uh-huh. My wife still feels guilty because we didn't do it for the second kid. So the second kid doesn't have any ultrasound noises uh, of her. Like, like it, we just I, we I were bad it. parents on the second one. Like, <laughs> anyway, I mean, we move on. I just, 
No, I feel like with the first baby, like we did like the thing every month we like lay the baby down. Like, oh, this is a one month picture, two month picture, three months. Like second baby, we're like, no, yeah, nope, we don't have any of that. And like, I don't know, like, I I don't know that we feel guilty though. I don't feel like we're missing anything. Like we've got we've got a library of we got like terabytes of of videos and photos. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like not like a lack of attention. It's just I don't know your priorities are placed differently and that's just not a priority to capture well, those specific moments i guess if at least for us um and i think i think like the app right that tells you how big your kid is in utero mm-hmm. it's the size of a grape it's the size of a cantaloupe yeah, it's we the did, size like, of a water right? yeah first kid i was all over it yeah same. i was reading yeah. all the things like where the second kid i'm like i've already read all that and it's fine I, it's no new updates on that front i don't need to look at the app again yeah i think it's just like as long as the pregnancy Oops. is moving along and it's healthy then like I, we're good let's just keep mm-hmm. on going don't yep. eat sushi you know so did i tell you about they flipped my second daughter in utero Was I, have i brought that up i think you have yeah so, yeah and it was like pain. she they did it in like 60 seconds she was born within 24 hours it was amazing was the coolest medical procedure I've ever seen. This doctor literally just put her hands on my wife's stomach and whoop, flipped the baby around. And she's like, that went really easily. Oh, wow. I feel like, yeah, I don't there know, was, did you talk about it, that on the podcast or did you just tell me about that? I don't remember. But it is a I cool might have just told you about it. Uh, may, uh, maybe. It maybe. was, uh, apparently it is very painful for your wife. That's what I've heard. Or significant other. Was it painful it, for her? It's apparently very uncomfortable. She said it was not. Apparently, it does not happen as like a single maneuver. Usually, it takes a couple minutes to like nudge the child around. But our attending physician at that moment had two residents and a student. And she was like, you put your hand here. You put your hand here. When I say push, you push. And I swear to God, I wish I would have been filming it because I watched that kid rotate 180 degrees in my wife's stomach on the table. And I was just like, that was so cool. <laughs> and the nurse goes, I've never seen it happen that fast. And my wife was like, well, that wasn't too bad. And wow. I'm just like, okay. So everything I read said, this is painful and it doesn't happen that quickly. However, the baby was born less than 24 hours after that procedure, three weeks early. So be there. aware if your OBGYN says, we're going to do this thing. Side effect might soon. be arrival. Birth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, early birthday. Yo, Ben, what about you, man? Anyway. Um, so I did I did a couple of things with both kids. Um, probably not as much with the second, but I did the, you know, lay on my wife's stomach and and talk to the baby. Uh, I did that with both of my kids, so I would talk to them a lot. Um, so they would just know my voice when they came out because both my kids were born born via C section, so I was the first person to hold them. Um, so it was really nice to have that sort of instant recognition of, you know, they can't see anything, but they can hear you and sort of, they would just nuzzle in and and get comfortable. Mm. Um, the, the kind of other two things that I do, which are more for me, but have become more important is for, excuse me, for both my kids for before they were born, I've written both of them a letter. Um, so I've then turned this into this tradition of like every year on their birthday, I write them a letter kind of recapping the year, talking about things that we've experienced together. Um, you know, things that I'm proud of stuff that I've experienced and felt as a dad. And then I seal that letter up and I put it like my son now has, you know, three of them on, well, actually four of them on a shelf. So he has the one before he was born and then one for every birthday after that. My daughter will have one, you know, one before she was born and then one every year after that. Um, oh, that so is my a goal. Is like, really cool idea. Yeah. So, like, as long Damn. as I'm alive, I'm going to, like, keep writing these letters. You make I appreciate me feel you like achieving that. <laughs> ass. I feel I have, like I'm not doing anything. That's awesome. I have moleskins up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're over there. The intention was every day I'd write for 20 minutes. I made it through the first month with my first kid i haven't even unwrapped the second one yeah it's tough, <laughs> like man. i was just gonna these are gonna be little oh, dad journals and, and that's, it, that's it, why like i committed to like once a year, year sit yeah. like sit down try and recap as much as i can um and that then i think really the, cool the first idea. one was you know do it before they're born so like yeah what is it what am i feeling what am i thinking what am i excited about um 
And then the second thing, like you said, Andrew, was, uh, you know, building a playlist. So both of my kids have a playlist with all different kinds of music on it that have influenced my life, my wife's life, stuff that I want them to know about. So it's everything from like Patsy Cline and Willie Nelson, like all the way through like Peter Gabriel. And like my son's playlist is now moving into stuff like Drayton Farley and Tyler Childers and, um, you know, eighties rock and all kinds. So he's getting exposed to a ton of stuff. Like I will tell you if, you know, a win for me was that my son consistently requests to hear, uh, the studio version of ring of fire by Johnny cash and will sing along in the back, like knows all the words, knows all the breakdowns, knows the trumpet, you know, the trumpet sounds, everything. Mm. Um, I was like, okay, like I'm doing this thing right. So they both have a playlist. They both get letters every year. Um, and then, like I said, I would, I would talk to them in utero so they would know my voice. Hey, Ben, I don't know if you were the one who told me about this, but there's, um, there's one person I, I chatted about this with, and it was, um, basically like a digital version of that where they would secure an email account for their kid. Uh, and for every year, uh, or special events or, you know, just like sleepovers or whatever, they would have pictures and mm-hmm. they would like send that email, um, all the pictures, updates, you know, just yeah. thoughtful messages, not like frequently spamming the email account, but like for, for the key moments, they would send them pictures. They would send them, you know, like your first bath, your first this, and, and they would like write an email about like what, you know, their thoughts were behind that. And when the time came for the, you know, kid to have an email, you know, they would give them the password and that's their email yep. that they would use for school and college or whatever, but it was already backlogged with key moments and memories um that were there and it was like like a really special cool thing and um maybe that might be even something that they would do like you know before you know you would hold on to that email uh for like Mm -hmm. maybe it's a little bit more generic and you'd give it to them on their 18th birthday or something like that before they went to college or something and yeah you know where that i think that's a really cool thing and it's like literally time stamped like i i sent you an email like 14 years ago with this moment but you know it was for me it was important so my daughters each have emails and we're I'm bad at it, but mm-hmm. they have emails. I have emailed them photos of moments in their life. And my That's friend actually sick. did exactly that. Her daughter is eight now mm-hmm. and she has emails from me of her when she was one. Cause yeah. I was like, Oh, here's some cute photos of you. Right. That's and really it's the cool. same email address. She's had it for years now. And yeah, I think that's yeah. a so, really so we do something cool kind thing. of, we do something kind of similar where um, like my son has an email address. And so in, in our iCloud account, we have a shared family photo album. So mm-hmm. we only upload, we upload photos of the kids there. Um, so it's always like the kids interacting us together on trips, whatever that is. And so then I share that album with that email address. So when they do get to an age that they can access it, they'll be able to open up their email, like go in, get that invite and actually access all these images that we've taken for the last, you know, I mean, since our son was born. Mm. I feel so bad for these kids when they get to like 30 and have to cull through 400,000 1080p images <laughs> of their entire childhood. Yeah, like, there better be some great AI going, here we go. I'm going to sort these into piles for right. you. Like, mm-hmm. Your parents have been doing CAPTCHA for 30 years. I know what a bicycle looks like. We're good. Oh, man. Well, yeah. on the playlist really topic, cool. I can actually put my kids to sleep with a playlist because I, I made them. I made my first daughter like a go to sleep playlist. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just sweet. Like the first one on the list, I guess I had to look it up was the three men and a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, what it's by the, the principles. No, the, anyway, it's the dodo, dodo, good night, sweetheart. Well, yep. it's not right. Yeah. And she cannot make it through that playlist. It's only like eight <laughs> just... songs, but she is, basically Ow. trained to fall asleep before mm-hmm. the end of the playlist yeah and <laughs> that's how i started out it first. works for it both of to, them to it's... help help them sleep oh. and then uh with both of our kids now we found that they fall asleep so in 2020 2021 like sea shanties got super big yeah. right like all over tiktok so it turns out that sea shanties calm my children down 
So if they're they're losing it in the car, Mm -hmm. I have an entire playlist of just um, like the Wellerman and yeah, uh, that's like all these different, the, the longest Johns and like all these different groups. And if I start to play that, you can actually feel like the tension come down in the vehicle. My son starts to sing along and eventually everybody falls asleep. Yep. I don't know why that works, but it works. <laughs> so Dude. there is an actual subset of music referred to as heartbeat lullabies. And mm-hmm. it's there's an entire genre of music that follows the same rhythmic patterns as the human heartbeat. And a lot of the sea shanties fall into your breathing patterns, which oh, follows your heartbeats. Right. And so you can actually, it will probably work if you just look up heartbeat lullabies and play the playlist the same mm-hmm. way, because it's, and it works for dogs too, which Dude, is that, really interesting. That Wellerman awesome. sea shanty. I'm like, I got it in my head right now. There I love it. It was good. It was oh, a good man. one. All right, guys, uh, let's uh, shift gears again. Fast forwarding to you do have families, right? If you're listening to this, um, we're, we're coming up on Halloween here. I just quickly wanted to share uh, some thoughts here. If you are into Halloween, what are some fun ideas for your family uh, to be uh, to be as as this holiday? Now, I'm not a big Halloween person, but I have seen some really cool like themed uh family ideas uh and the one that i'm gonna try to go for this year i gotta get my wife on board because she has refused the pokemon starters where i'm ash she's misty and (laughs) charmander bulbasaur squirtle that's just not gonna happen Uh, yeah uh but the one that i like and i feel like it's really basic like everyone has already done this but like i love it is like the um the mario kart because our boys love mario kart Mm -hmm. right now where they've got like the boxes uh and mm-hmm. that around them that kind of like almost like yep. like overall kind of a thing where they can like wear this car uh and and walk around and then you tie three balloons to the back uh and then and then they've kind of got got a mario kart battle going on and letting our boys decorate their cars however they want so they can have a little bit of creative freedom uh themes around uh whatever character they want to be and it's wide open it could be something as simple as mario and luigi uh but um you know then doing the doing bowser whoever so we'll get them dressed up and then doing uh fun mario kart cars at whole family doing it there's five of us and i think that's i maybe that's a really really basic one um i and there are a thousand more way more creative ones out there but i freaking love that one man uh i'm i'm into it i'm into it Sounds good, but you have to carry darts and just randomly pop the balloons as you proceed <laughs> through trick or treating. And then when your kid gets to no darts, he's done trick or treating. Like, these, nope, you're out of balloons. These it's black over. molded looking bananas. Be like, you're gonna slip. Yeah. Like, Yo, don't throw that at me. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> right? Kid can buy more balloons with candy. Like, you got a Snickers? I'll give you an extra balloon. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there are these like stuffy. You can get them at Target. Like these like stuffed uh, plushy um, green and red shells. I was yeah. definitely going to like hold around and stuff mm. like that. I thought that'd be kind of fun just to throw out people. <laughs> definitely. So simple. Again, I'm not, I'm not a big, I don't go all out for Halloween. That's like not my thing, but you know, getting the kids and family involved, uh, involved, you know, kids really are like rein, reinvigorated. They're just like fired up that magic behind all holidays, really Christmas, Halloween, all that. And it's fun, uh, because they love it so much. So it gets me into it. And, um, you know, Get to have a little bit of nostalgic fun as well with the Mario Kart and all that. But um, what about you guys? What are, what are you looking forward to to trying to pull off one of these days? We are. Uh, my son is obsessed with the movie Moana. Oh, yeah. um, so we are attempting a Moana family theme this year. So we're trying, still trying to decide because are you going to be the chicken? so it's either been you are maui bro my my son has either wanted so my son has either wanted me to be maui you but are now maui. he's convinced that he can eat enough that he's he can eat enough to be big enough to be maui that's okay. his new thinking so now he wants to be maui he wants baby rory to be moana or mm-hmm. mommy either one they're kind of interchangeable nice and either baby rory or mommy are going to be pua which is the, the little pink pig in the beginning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then daddy 
gets to be hey 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 the chicken, <laughs> the chicken he right? called it yeah, yeah hey, hey, the yes chicken. i knew so, it oh so man. if he that's doesn't amazing. let me be maui then i have to be hey hey the chicken so Yo, there may be some some funny. photos coming through of me in a giant chicken costume Yo, that would be dude awesome. that would actually be really funny if <laughs> If we're you, taking votes, like if this is a democracy system, I'm voting hey, your hey, hey, the chicken. Hey, hey. I yeah. know you're suited for Maui, but I'm no, you're hey, hey. That's amazing. That's cool. What you got to let the your... boy be he- boy be Maui. Yeah. Get him one of those. <laughs> like, excited. He wants like he wants like a muscle outfits. suit and like the yeah. wig and everything. He wants yeah. all of it. So and he's like, really the excited. Hook weapon thing that helps him with the yeah, hook. Oh yeah, he yeah. wants the hook. Oh, that's 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 what makes it, dude. That's fun. That's fun. And and don't go cheap. Go get him the hook with the buttons that makes all the noise and lights up the LEDs. Oh, oh don't tell me that from the toy aisle. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. trust uh, me. I bet you they have a hook that's a universal remote. <laughs> I bet. I so bet. my wife is very upset. Mm-hmm. My wife is very upset with my mother because my mother did most of the cute couples costumes. Mm-hmm. with me and my sister when we were kids oh. we were mickey and minnie we were mr and mrs claus we were raggedy ann and andy um i'm trying to think of a couple others so my wife refuses to recreate those with us as oh, okay. adults because it would just be weird right okay. um <laughs> so now we get to do family costumes except for my 18 month old doesn't understand Halloween costumes, no, dress of up. course not. No, it's uh, it's for right? you. She's not old enough yet. Yeah, yeah. So really, it's for me and the wife. And um, the last time we dressed up, we were the milkman and the pregnant housewife. That was that was <laughs> awesome. Those photos That's were amazing. So <laughs> and she no. was pregnant at the time, so it was legitimate. Oh yeah. my god! I had this the whole Dyson white outfit. I even the- got a milk carried. Yep, yep. Oh exactly. It was gosh. great. So Yo. <laughs> uh, Halloween is probably my favorite holiday, but I'm like on the creep out, scare the kids end of Halloween. Not the like fun trick or treat. Like my goal <laughs> is not to give out the candy. It's to scare the kids from coming onto the porch to get the candy. But if oh, they make man. it, they're getting a king size Snickers. Like I'm just, yeah. I've just always hated Halloween, dude. I, the, the, what makes it fun for me this year now is, oh, and last year too, I get I give out Pokemon cards and candy. I'm not just a, a, a non candy freak. No, I, I give out both the stuff, and kids love it. But it's it's fun just to make the kids' day. But you're not giving out. I like, hate dressing up, man. He's giving out. No, 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 he's no, giving no. out Pokemon cards and homemade candy apples. Like he's the- <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Pokemon has these like pre-made boo, boo they're called like booster I packs, know. like boo. They're amazing and they're great for kids. I love giving them out, man. I got swarmed after Halloween last year. They're like, I heard you had Pokemon cards. Like, I'm gave them all away. I'm so sorry. And I had to t- turn them away. They were super mad at me. Like, that sucks. Uh, but I one year fun. when I was single, I just put the bowl of candy on the front porch and I was like, do your thing. I'm going out to the bar. Yeah. And I'm watching the ring doorbell. And there are all these kids that are like just taking a handful and moving on, right? And it yeah. wasn't like good candy. It was like uh, like the mixed bag of caramels and Tootsie Rolls or whatever that thing was. Oh. One kid, one kid comes up. He grabs a couple handfuls, walks down to the bottom of the steps, and you can see the light bulb in this yeah. kid's head because yeah. he looks around and he comes back and he takes the bowl and into the bag it goes. And now there's an empty bowl. And I'm like... Dude, yeah. Every There's kid before you left some for everybody else. Why'd you have to be that kid? There's always a bunch. Yeah. There's always anyway. a bunch. Uh, yeah, I get it. No, we, always a bad apple. We always give away the good candy, though. By the way, we we only buy the ones that are like Snickers, Reese's, like never the ones with the bazooka or the Tootsie Rolls. Because I'm just gonna say Tootsie Rolls are garbage. No, nobody They're wants just, old. No. Yeah. Oh well, I can't. I can't hear that because uh, I do. I do like Tootsie Rolls. Uh, I'm also like. I also like like Werther's Originals. Like I like old man candies. Wait, but do, I, do you oh, like the fruit bad. flavored Tootsie Rolls? Like bad. the waxy sour no, apple no, thing? No, no. That's like the, the fruit flavored ones. Right. The fruity rolls. I'll tolerate those. <laughs> the fruit uh-huh. flavored ones are one of mankind's greatest shames. <laughs> 
His Tootsie Roll wasn't opposite. it. The, the giant oh, wax man. piece of chocolate was not the roll of shame. It was when we put fake apple in it. Yep. You fake know, you know where mine great. is? Banana flavored runts. No. Banana gosh. flavored runts are the worst invention on the planet. Banana flavored like, anything, I, I'm not a fan of. Mm. Wait, Ben, you do like I banana feel, stuff, don't we've you? We've talked and we've had this conversation we, before. I'm having significant deja vu. I am being I feel attacked like we have. right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Banana, banana flavored runs are the best kind of runs. No. Oh my god, no. they're so good. No. Why are we even talking about runs in general? No. There's so many it. better because we're on Halloween out. candy. Oh gosh, there Sorry. are better. Uh, so well, I have upgraded the last few years. I buy boxes of candy bars from the commercial grocery Costco. store, like oh, okay. a whole box of thirty six pack of Snickers, and mm-hmm. I just hand out whole candy bars. Yeah, because I'm, I'm you're, done you're, playing you're the, the game. Where like, you're, here's you're, a fun size. No, here. No, no, no. Yeah, we'll, go I, we'll I have 36 there. of them. First 36 kids get something, then the porch light goes off. Like yeah, yeah. right now, it's Pokemon cards, <laughs> but we we will be there too. It's we we want to be the 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 elite tier of giveaway folks, and we want to give away the full size. But um, yeah, we'll be at that level. You just want we'll to flex on the rest of the cul-de-sac. Yeah, yeah. There, yes, yes, works. for sure. We will be uh we'll we'll open up right, the, the candy the candy discussions uh as we round closer to Halloween. But this is a, I guess that's what's up? It's a great transition to the Discord topic. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. Read the Discord, read the Discord topic. Right. So this is our Discord comment that we're highlighting right here. What are some funny slash weird flexes your dad friends have made? Obviously giving away full size candy bars is probably a top five flex right there, but um, that's a top tier some, flex. That is. It's, what are some funny flexes that your dad friends have made? I'll, I'll need to brainstorm for a sec, uh, but I'll kick it off to you guys. What comes I, top of mind for you? I have one off the top of my head. All right. My buddy was bragging that he could fit eight people in his minivan. <laughs> Mini, oh. And I was like, <laughs> and for was starters... Just- I don't care if you can fit 15 people in there. You drive a minivan as a yep. dude. Like, yep. you're out. You're, yep. you're, you're not flexing that one. But I can get yep. eight people. No. Yep. <laughs> to go where? Where are we going? <laughs> I, where are we going actually, in the I, I do know the flex. Yeah, I do right, know the, the Honda flex Odyssey. I, we, I love our Odyssey. Although, just saying. Hey, I, oh, go, what's up? Go ahead. I will say go do you follow van culture no no okay go on instagram look up van culture v-a-n-k-u-l-t-u-r-e okay if i ever had to drive a minivan these would be it they're like they're like bagged and lowered they have like custom roof racks with uh like custom um oh like luggage carriers on top that are like paint matched they're on like rims. It, they're so sick. Yo, okay. I just there's a oh my gosh, this is amazing. Okay, here's the thing. I vanculture.com. The one of the pinned images uh or one of the pinned reels on this Instagram is a is a matte black nice. I think it's a Chrysler Pacifica that's all like decked out. Here's the thing. What are your thoughts on matted cars? I've always hated them. But now a small part of me is like a matte black. I like matte black everything. I've always hated it on a car, but until recently, it's like, got to be the right car. But th- this Chrysler Pacifica the right that they're car. showing on this Instagram, it looks good. I like Look, it. A matte black car is something you're going to run statement. from the cops from. You're not running from the <laughs> cops in a Chrysler Pacifica. Okay. It's not like. If you're going to be the guy who paints your car matte black, you better also be the guy who's willing to floor it when the red and blues come on behind you, because that's the only reason to do that. I don't know that I I will say, though, somewhere in that feed, uh huh. somewhere in that feed, there is, I believe, a it's either a thousand or eleven hundred horsepower Honda Odyssey. Oh my God. Oh, it's a yeah, it's a complete sleeper. It just looks like it's lowered. I but feel like I'm looking unbelievably at, like unbelievable. These things are crazy. I'm seeing some crazy decked out yeah. Honda Odysseys on this thing. Yo, they're like low yeah, riders. A lot this of it. Is so funny. This is such an interesting a low rider um, minivan. 
Uh, I'll just get into my quick dad flex. Uh, I know a guy who builds everything. Dude, that was a really nice crib, man. Where'd you get that? Built it. Yo, that was like he literally built everything for his kids. Uh, He's a very, very talented craftsman. Uh, Deloach, if you're listening, props to you, dude. You're legit. Uh, So you know Ron Swanson, uh, too? Uh, he's literally that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought much. you were going to say like, Bob Vila for a moment. Like, Bob you're Vila, friends with Ron Bob Swanson, Vila? Whatever, yeah. yeah. Built everything. Yeah. So uh, it's like, oh, dude, I want to get everything. that too. Where'd you get it? No, he no, he built it. He built it. And that's how good of a craftsman. Can't buy this. And that's the thing. I just, I've always been like a little self conscious about like my ability to like build and woodwork. It's, I didn't know the basic stuff, but like, yeah, that, that's just elite, man. I wish. I wish I could have that flex. Here's a fun one. You want to learn that stuff? Home Depot has a daddy and me building thing like once a month. Your kid can earn badges and you can learn how to build a Oh, so you get the kids involved. And last time I was in Home Depot on a Saturday, this girl must have had 30 or 40 badges. Her and her dad have been doing it for years. Mm. Um, But you want to learn those skills? Sign your kid up for Home Depot painting stuff i'm gonna do that with colin i think colin would really really love that man i'm at the age now where i'm like home depot is my favorite store i go in there and i'm at peace i like it it's nice stuff i legit i'm just i'm that weird old dad now. best like, christmas oh, present gosh. in a long time best christmas present ever home depot just yeah. smell of lumber oh. when you walk in the door it, it seriously, dude. I literally yep. asked for that. Like, they asked, like, hey, because like we always get gift cards for like different things, and they always ask, like, hey, where do you want a gift card to? And it's usually like Target, Amazon. I'm like Home Depot. I have a bunch of tools I can get for that. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. I love Home Depot. And, and I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm again. I'm I gonna, love it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die on this hill. Home Depot over Lowe's, 100. percent I, yeah. So many problems yeah. with Lowe's. So many problems with Lowe's. Also, I'm a Ryobi stan. There's no real be at, at Lowe's. It's only a Home Depot. So, um, I'm all in on Home Depot, mm. brother. The Home I, Depot. I, I'm with you though, podcast. Ben. I really love it when they got that bandsaw and the belt going, and you can hear it from across the yeah across Home Depot, mm-hmm. and then you just start walking over there like I'm gonna smell me. I'm gonna smell so this fresh sawdust. cut lumber. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Yep. Uh, all right, Ben. What you got, man? Dad flex. Um. So this one is mine. It's like. Like lawn care, like learning a stupid amount about how to take care of grass, bro. And then I got having on that conversations with your neighbors about it, dude. Oh, that God. is such a thing. That is, I've gotten so many specifically yeah. our southern grass, Bermuda grass. That is such like a topic among mm-hmm. guys at soccer games. Oh my! I went like deep into that, oh, yeah. like Reddit, and I really tried, and I just like I just I'm just not good enough. I'll do the bare minimum now. Keep it. Just, there's some guys that it's like literally like golf course quality grass. Like, damn. Oh yeah, it's so good. I have, a, I have a friend and a neighbor that has that has like a professional real mower. Like knows all the chemicals to put down. Stripes his lawn, so it literally mm-hmm. he put a picture up uh, on like Labor Day of like a golf ball sitting on his lawn, and I was like low key just like super jealous because I was like, damn. man, that okay. looks so That's good. good. But that is so I also know myself and I did I do not have the patience to dedicate that amount of time to like keeping it like he mows he mows every three days. So every oh three God. days he mows his entire lawn in multiple directions to like keep it at like five eighths of an inch, like a perfect Bermuda carpet. Okay, so that in terms of so of nice. grass care, he is Hank Hill. And then there's Dale Dribble and uh what's the I forget <laughs> and, the blonde guy. And then there's the fat one. I I don't remember yeah. their there's names. The guy who, that, like, um, kind of speaks Bill gibberish. Dotry. Bill Dotry. Thank you. Uh, Where do you <laughs> fall on the Hank Hill Bill Dotry lawn care list? Right. I, I, I oh. think I'm in the Dale range. Like yeah, I, I know enough to do to make it look really nice. Uh, I don't care enough to keep up with it as much as I should. And you're likely Isn't... to put a pool in the backyard and kill half the yard just to have a pool. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm gonna We're turf in the same our backyard. I'm, 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 sure. I'm gonna turf it. So that's, is it one of the guys, Boomhauer? <sighs> Boomhauer. Um, that's the same. Yeah, the guy Boomhauer. who can't talk. I'm, I'm Boomhauer. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Um. All right, guys. We. I, uh, I went both turf in the backyard because I didn't <laughs> want to deal with it. <laughs> uh. Well, 
we had a great conversation here. I, we're gonna we're gonna close out this podcast by um, first thanking all of you for uh, listening to us. It's another longer uh, episode, but it's been fun. I feel like we've had some fun conversations here. Um, if you are listening on Spotify, Apple, uh, even on YouTube, uh, please feel free to leave us a review and as, as well as a comment because um, we really do enjoy reading those. Uh, here's one that we got from podcast listener 4800 <laughs> uh title of the review is important show great to have the excellence that is the dad verb youtube channel on uh, in podcast form um which as so few podcasts uh for dad a little grammatical error there but we get what you're saying the chat show format works well it's nice to get to know these two on a personal level at the time it was me and ben uh but with andrew now it really is having a great conversation with all three of us um uh, on a personal level while learning more about dadding my favorite thing is definitely being not broy and dude like which is a problem with so many dad branded things out there these are caring thoughtful parents discussing important stuff keep it up uh, uh hopefully we we do continue the trade because you know it, it's not my my interest to to dry, dive into the broy dude like stuff either we want to keep it relatable and real um but you know we are home depot dads we've just admitted this who who enjoy good green yards so yeah. uh <laughs> take that for what it's worth that that's who we are uh uh we're we're, we're boring guys in our 30s now so bro uh, i can't believe you just did that to us bro i mean dude <laughs> bro come on bro anyway uh no what? cap <laughs> we're gonna start throwing youthfully lingo in there now um anyway guys thank you for listening we hope you tune in for the next one, and we'll catch you later. Peace. All right.